What is up, party people? Welcome to another thrilling episode of the Sage Against the Machine podcast. Thrilling. Whoa, whoa. You know, man, I am not an audio engineer. I love playing with it, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like now. Maybe you can notice my sound. If you listen to these, if you go through these podcasts, you'll notice that my sound is a little bit different uh, each time. And that's because I'm fiddling with my sound. I went to Tri-C yesterday. Tri-C, if you're not familiar with Northeast Ohio, is Cuyahoga Community College. It's in Cleveland. And I took their tour of their, what do they call it? Um, Let's see. Tri-C Tommy LaPuma Center. Okay, it's called the Gill. It's called the Gill and... Oh, man, I just screwed the sound. See, there I go. I moved. My sound was supposed to fade out. That song was supposed to fade out, and then I just moved. The Gill and Tommy LaPuma Center for Creative Arts. Centers uh, features 75,000 square feet that brings together many of the college's media arts, recording arts, performing. So here's the deal. Gill and Tommy LaPuma are these producers. I don't know if they're still alive. It says the center's named in honor of Cleveland native Tommy LaPuma, one of the most successful pop and jazz producers of all time, with 33 gold and platinum records to his credit, 33 Grammy nominations, and three Grammy awards. He's produced legendary artists like Miles Davis, Sir Paul McCartney, Natalie Cole, Barbara Streisand, George Benson, Al Jarrett, I don't know who that is, Diana Krall, and David Sanborn, to name a few. He made a $3 million endowment to try to see the largest private gift contribution in the school history to support the school's progressive movement for having the latest technological advantages. And then it says here, building tours are offered the second Wednesday of each month at 2 p.m. They don't actually start on the first floor lobby. They start on the ground floor lobby. <laughs> because we were all standing there in the ground at the, at the first floor lobby. And we called the guy, and they're like, no, man, you got to go to the ground floor. The, the ground <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it normally starts in the ground, the, the first floor lobby, and just this week it started in the ground floor. I don't know. All I know is yesterday it started in the ground floor lobby. Now, let me tell you a little something. My kid is 17 years old. He's going to be a senior at Firestone High School. This year, I could not be more proud of him. There's something about people that come out of your own DNA that I I think, I don't know if it's just in, in your head or if you can actually sense it. I don't know. But it puts my kid, my son, I don't have a daughter, so I can't explain if it would be different than a son or a daughter. I don't know. But what I can tell you is, There are people I love in my life, and then there's him. Like, my wife is um, the center of my existence, okay? She is my my rock. She's my foundation. I'm like, uh, and she thinks sometimes it's maybe a negative, but it's not. It's not a negative. Um, She is my she keeps me on earth if without my wife i would just be floating into the stratosphere and i think she would say well maybe i'm holding you back and i guess that technically is what that means but if you don't hold a guy like me back a little bit he just floats off into the ether like as a mad a mad human you know and so it is, um, she really is integrally important in my life. I just can't overstate the importance of my wife and just how much I just enjoy being with her. I just like being with her. I mean, there's just that. But my son is over here. 
And it's because I believe we are genetically connected. Um, there's just like just a connection unlike any other connection you can have in the world. I think, at least that's how I feel. I don't know if I've made it up in my mind or whatnot, but I can just tell you that, um, you know, I just think the world of him, and those even aren't the right words. They're not, the words aren't even adequate to describe how I feel about my son. But anyways, I think he is the bee's knees. I think he's super cool. And again, it's probably because I see myself in him, which, you know, that's gross. <laughs> but it, what are you going to do, man? You like, you sniff your own farts. You do. And my son, I guess, is one of my own farts. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, so anyway, my whole point is um, he is going to college or some. It's going to college. He's going to go to college next year. And so we've been going around to all these different places. And what I can tell you is, without a shadow of a doubt, without any hesitation whatsoever, the T Gil and Tommy LaPuma Center for Creative Arts at 2809 Woodland Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio, is by far, not even like close, the most unbelievable, amazing uh, audio school I've ever seen. It's just unbelievable. You walk into one room and they're like, and here we use this soundboard. And you walk into another room, and you're like, and here we use this soundboard. And then they're like, in this recording room, there are no uh, 90 degree angles because of this. In this room, we have 90 degree angles because of this. In this room, we have all these dividers and partitions on wheels that we can move and control the sound. The classroom where you learn Everybody has this iMac, uh, which has a um, full version of uh, Pro Tools, which is a very standard tool, and a MIDI keyboard. And I just, I'm telling you, there is nothing I have seen like it anywhere in Ohio. And I, I mean, I'm going to go to New York. I just, so, and what I know is there are two schools that um, are use this Tommy LaPuma Center for Creative Arts. Uh, Berkeley, which is this big-time uh, music school in in Boston, and now Baldwin-Wallace College. I went to Baldwin-Wallace, where I went to school, and, and I was like, what about music production? And they're like, ah, just go over to Tri-C. Do that for two years and then come back to us. I'm like, wow, really? You're just going to... You're just going to, like, that was before I went to the Tommy LaPuma Center. I'm like, you're just going to throw that money away to, to try C. And then I went to try C yesterday, and I'm here to tell you that's why. There, you can't. There isn't. Nobody is going to be able to beat what they got over at the Tommy LaPuma Center for Creative Arts at 2809 Woodland Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. Go check it out. Go to the Wednesday at two o'clock, what is it? The second Wednesday of every month. What did I say? Second Wednesday of every month tour. Second Wednesday of each month at two p.m. Uh, go look at it. It's 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 especially if you have any kind of base for comparison of if you want to go into uh, digital audio recording. I'm just wow! It's wow! So amazing. Uh, so at any rate, yeah, that was really cool. That was, um, amazing. And, and then the price, he said for the two year degree, it's going to cost you about $10,000, which is about a year of just what, uh, it would cost you to go to like a state school, like Ohio state. It's basically half price, half price of, um, I mean, you're, if then there's no food or lodging, like you would have at like Ohio state or Cincinnati or Cleveland State or whatever, um, but it's basically half the cost. So I think like a real thing you could do is you could get your, and it's just an associate's degree. It's not a four-year degree. So you do two years there and then two years someplace else, and you've saved a ton of money, saved a ton of money, and you've gotten a, an incredible baseline of understanding and the, the program isn't it's i mean the program is so thorough and so it's unbelievable unbelievable we have this tri-c go to tri-c ladies and gentlemen <laughs>
Um, I didn't mean to make a commercial for Tri-C. My name is Sage Lewis, and this is brought to you by WMVU, the Many Voices United. I went to a diversity festival this last week, and I'm not going to mention it because I'm embarrassed by my thoughts about it. The, let me say the, the festival was beautiful, and I think I can turn around my thoughts. But I was angry, as sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm angry. <laughs> I'm easily. Uh, oh, Shannon. Thank you. Hi, Shannon. I just saw your... Hold on. Let me pop this out. Pop out. Okay. Shannon says... What did I just do? No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait. Ah, pop out. Pop out. Where's my comments? Hold on. What's going on? Darn it. Now I ruined my comments. Ah! Um, I'll come back to it. So, uh... <laughs> I told a friend of mine, she's like, man, Sage, could you do something different than what you're doing? And I'm like, look, I am a broken human helping broken humans. There. Is this it? Please work. There we go. There we go. Now move over here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. So Shannon says it's called a soul contract. Uh, what she's talking about with my son, like a soul contract. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That I believe that. I believe that. Um, I am. I'm trying to be. <laughs> We're all on a personal journey here, ladies and gentlemen. You understand what I'm saying? We're all on a personal journey. We're all just trying to do the best we can. And um, and as I'm on my personal journey, I like to document my personal journey with you because I feel like maybe you I, – I think humans like to connect with each other and um, – and maybe it makes us feel not so alone, maybe. Uh, man, I am really annoyed with my sound. I'm really annoyed with my... Anyways, especially now that I... I, th I should go to Tri-C and learn how to freaking make an, an adequate podcast. Ugh. Anyways, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? So, um, yeah, because then I talk too loud and then it does that. Then it does that. Okay, I'm really, I'm going to learn. See, see, I'm transparent. I don't cover up what I'm trying to do in my life. Like my audio, like I'm watching my audio signal hit against this wall and I'm like, that's not what I want. I don't want it to just be constantly amping at its maximum level. And then I don't understand why it does what it's doing. I don't understand. But then, but so anyways, that's how I roll. That's how I um hold on now can i do my filter let me see can i turn off my uh limiter i'm gonna turn off my limiter and see what that does what does that do okay what if i turn off my limiter all right let's just see okay i'm gonna i'm gonna play that for a while you know you guys tell me how my sound is sucky <laughs> all right i'm just gonna keep my limiter off because i think the limiter was screwing up my sound i'm okay anyway anyways all right so um i just i'm very transparent and mostly i do it so that i can learn from myself and maybe you can learn things and i don't mind being transparent i i think we cover up we pretend to be things in this world all the time like i i drive through like a a, a housing development and all i see behind those walls are drug addicts alcoholics abusers molesters but the grass is cut and the car is clean you know there's no toys in the lawn and that's actually what we demand in our society is that we pretend to be things that we actually aren't and that's one of the reasons i like going into low-income neighborhoods because they don't pretend they don't pretend to be not alcoholics not addicts not abusers they're like look asshole that's who i am and i'm like well that's refreshing at least you're not lying to me 
But low income li- people lie about other stuff. Don't worry. It's not like they're more enlightened than you. Don't you know? Anyways. Um, yeah, I think it's the limiter I don't like. I think this is better without the limiter. Anyways. Um So yeah, so I like just being transparent. It's fun for me. I don't care what you think of me. And um, that is actually, in a way, a very elitist, white privilege thing to be, that I don't need your approval, you know? <laughs> I don't have, you know, McDonald's isn't watching my podcast and going into my podcast shift and being like, look, Sage, you can't be at the register with what you say. You either need to turn off your podcast or get a new job. Yeah, just, I just say whatever I want. <laughs> So at any rate, I yeah, it's without the limiter. That's what I'm going to do. I just think that's better. Anyways, um, I was at this diversity festival, and I was angry. And um, we're celebrating a particular culture at this festival. And all I could be, all I could think about was, their country is no better than our country. And I started reading about it and how their country um, silences opposing views. They jail um, activists. They terrible women's rights. And I'm like, why are we celebrating their culture? These All these cultures are shit. That was like literally what I was thinking. I'm like, this is this is stupid. We're all just pieces of shit. Not even horse shit. Just like runny diarrhea shit. We're all just pieces of diarrhea shit. And uh, we're embarrassed about our colonizing selves. You know, white, white people are embarrassed by our whiteness and our history. So we then seek out other cultures to celebrate them. But they're no better. Uh, I was talking to my wife today. I guess dogs, mom dogs, like they'll eat their young. They don't really care about their young after they, they, you know, they get them off of their tit. You know, dogs, the, the one creature on earth that seems to do no wrong. They're terrible parents. <laughs> I'm like, we all just suck. We just all suck. So that was how I was uh, <laughs> I was going into this festival. But then I was watching; they were doing a a, a show. They, these these young people, and I was like, these people are wonderful. Like, good lord, I love them so much. They were just young and doing heritage based performance, and I was so in love with them. And I'm like, wow, that changed fast. I went from hating their culture to loving them. And that was it. And I didn't, I don't hate their culture. I hated their government. And that was what I, and then, so I had this whole journey in my head within a half hour. I'm like, oh, it's the governments that are terrible. But it's the people that are good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it is, really. I am endlessly, I tell you guys this all the time, but I'm endlessly inspired by you. By your actions. You are why I keep fighting. Because I see you guys do things, and I'm like, holy cow. And in fact, at that event, I met this, I got to talk to a woman who I don't know that I'd ever officially met. I think I did, but get this. She had an extra house, as white people often do. She had an extra house laying around. 
And um, there was a mom at this school, I guess I'll just say it, who uh, her house had burned down. She had six kids and her house burned down and she was going to be homeless. There was no place for them to go. Her family is low income. They couldn't take them in and six kids. So get this. This woman and her husband offer the house to live in until they get this family gets their life straightened out. Can you believe that? Oh, good. Okay, okay, okay. Shannon says it sounds much better. Now you don't sound like you're yelling. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That Yeah, you see? I need to go to that Tommy LaPuma Center and learn my freaking um, sound stuff. Okay, thank you, Shannon. Um... They let them move into the house rent-free. I think utilities free. Just free. For as long as they wanted. As long as they wanted. Which is scary because when a, you know a per I didn't I the 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 per the family that moved in it was wonderful. I mean it's just unbelievably kind and lovely, lovely people. But when you're desperate, you're desperate. Okay. And, um, the, you just don't know, like if they couldn't get into a house, they weren't going to go someplace else. And I was like, you know, I'm like, holy cow, this is so amazing and so dangerous to do, but it worked out. The, the family got a new house and they moved into it and it worked out fine, which just complete luck, just complete. I mean, again, they had a lot of support. The family's awesome, blah, 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 blah. But I met her at this festival. I saw her at this festival and, and my wife introduced her as she's like, oh, this is the lady that let the family stay at the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful to get to meet you. And I said, you know, I know you didn't do it to be thanked or anything. You just did it because it was the right thing to do. But you need to understand. She's like, oh, no, I just we had an extra house and we weren't using it. And I just I mean, it's just why wouldn't you do it? And I'm like, let me tell you a story. There was a time when I needed some extra dumpster space when I had my tent city and I had all this extra trash and I called up all of my friends who had dumpsters and said, hey, could I put my trash on the, the last day, just this one time, could I put trash on the day before? I did this to an actually a homeless service provider that I was friends with, who very wealthy organization. I said, hey, on the day before your trash comes in, could I put in my this trash that I need to get rid of this week? And everyone said, no, no, no. This homeless service provider said no. All of the other home, uh, business owners said no. Why? Well, liability, of course. What would happen? What, what, what would happen if something were to go wrong? And that's the story I told her. I said, look, most people won't let you put trash in their dumpster that they aren't using. You, lady, are from a different universe. You let people move into your house. Thank you, Shannon. Free can turn into an addiction. That's 100% absolutely right. That's why it was so dangerous for her to do this because you're you're right i mean you're like well you're not going to get me out of this you're going to have to evict me i mean there could have been like that i've seen it happen i've seen it happen it's happened to me but it didn't happen thank god <laughs> and um i'm just like this is you just don't realize how rare it is to be you 
And then I started thinking about, like, I always keep coming back to these people that sheltered Jewish people in Nazi Germany and how that was a death sentence, you know? They did it. People that illegally sheltered um, slaves in America on the Underground Railroad, uh, a $1,000 fine back then you could get, which is like, I don't know, $25,000 fine today or something like that. It's just crazy money. And I'm like, yeah, it's rare, but it happens. It happens. And then I'm, and then, so I'm putting all this together in my head as I'm watching this thing where I went from hating these people, not, I mean, I just was, so, I was looking at them just angry to loving them and being like, oh my gosh, you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. The goodness that I see in this world is I can't even give you the word. I can't there's not a word for it. There's not a word for the goodness that I see every day in people. I don't see it in governments. I don't see the goodness in governments. They um, they demonize black people. They demonize homeless people. It's super easy. They demonize hippies. They just call it, All you have to do is this. You just have to call the people you hate dangerous drug addicts. And then with black men, they usually add in rapists. They like to rape your white women and they're dangerous drug addicts. And then the, then society just takes their word for it because they don't know any black people. They've never... The, you know, they're like, wow, I had no idea. And then the newspapers cover it. And then, of course, there's a story where they corroborate it. You know, a, a homeless guy throws a, a woman into uh, a, a, an oncoming train in, in New York City in the subway. And they're like, I knew it. Dangerous drug addicts, mentally ill, dangerous drug addicts, psychopaths. And then, and then you create this, this, this systemic fear. And then they get what they want. They're like, yeah, I don't care. You can freeze to death on the streets. We've convinced the people that these are terrible, terrible humans. And that's who the government is uh, because the government just wants, is run by power-hungry, obsessive, dangerous, actual addicts, power addicts, dangerous power addicts that will murder anyone, step on anyone. A billionaire is a person who will murder for a dollar. They will walk on anyone, kill anyone, do anything if they think they can get away for it with it for a dollar. And that's who a uh, um, a politician is. They're these they're these a personalities that are um, just super driven and will do anything to win. That's who runs our country. People that will do anything to win. That is their modus operandi. That is their MO. That is their prime directive. Do anything to win. It's just who becomes those people because it's very competitive. Running for government's a, a, a do or die situation. Most people don't want to be in the government. So you get these psychos running for government. You know? Um... And they'll destroy, like, you know, like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama destroyed Bernie Sanders uh, just so they can win. You know, it's just who they are. They'll destroy anybody to win. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible people. <laughs> but even them, I'm sure, that, I know they have good points, but they're not like everyday people that are just, just delicate, beautiful flowers of... And of course, I'm not saying you guys aren't dirty animals yourself. You know, of course you are. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, lessen your slime of your life. We all are. But I tend to see the goodness in everyday people when they act out of their, they get out of their line of, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they show up. Um, 
uh, and they just do amazing things. They do amazing things. And I don't see politicians doing amazing things. All they do, their entire obsession, and billionaires, their entire obsession is just to win. Win, 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 win. And most people don't have that. Most people don't have that drive. Um, and it's cool. I like to watch those kinds of people, but they're, they're who's running. Um, yes, Shannon. So Shannon says, alphas who do anything to keep top dog status. Anything. Absolute anything. That's right. Dog eat dog. Of course they'll eat a dog. They'll eat they'll eat their own baby. They'll eat anything if they can win. And and those are who is running our government and our corporations. And um you just have to know that they are not us. Those are that's a very very niche kind of person. Um and of course they have value in in our society, but they get, they, 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 they percolate to the top of society and then they control everything. And then they demonize poor people, black people, gay people, women, you know, anybody they want, they can demonize anybody they want because they figured out the system and they will eat anyone to win. You know, they don't care. Like, like Donald Trump, Donald Trump is this is this guy, and I'm not going to diss Donald Trump. I think you might be a Donald Trump fan, Shannon, which is fine. But I think it's fair to say that Donald Trump is one of these people. I don't feel like Donald Trump is a um, some sort of idealist for the people. He does call them beautiful and and that sort of thing. But I think he's doing that strategically. What I do think that Donald Trump has done is. Um, he has given uh um oh i want to see james comment here hi jim okay um he has given people without a voice a voice even and it doesn't really matter if he loves them or not they get that they're just they're like they're they're wagging the dog as it is they're the tail that's wagging the dog in the Republican party and it's working. And I respect that. I respect that. Um, I, uh, I respect the, uh, what, what you, Shannon said he has indeed, he has indeed what, um, sorry, I missed that comment. The comments are always late, you know, because when there's late, because there's a delay, um, there's like a, a several second delay, even more than that from when I talk to when you hear what I'm saying. I think they do that for buffering or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, I think I could probably turn that off, that, that delay. Um, that would be more fun. Um, oh, yes, yes. He has given us a voice. Yes. Given us a, given a voice. To, yes, that's right. And I think that's incredibly cool. Um, and it's fine. It, it's fine that uh, it doesn't really matter if he loves you or doesn't love you. I don't think he does um, because, you know, he's a he's an he's a, a billionaire inner city elitist. You know, he's not going to hang out with poor people. But the fact is, he's given the voice to them and he and, and it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, like when he told them to storm the Capitol or or whatever. I mean, he needs them and they're using you're both using each other, which is fine. It's fine. You know, I just think it needs to be um, clear. And I think it is probably clear to most Republicans that that's what it is. But, uh, oh, you don't want me to talk about this? Anyways, I'm sorry. I I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not a Trump guy. Um, <laughs> you hate me talking. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't need to talk about politics. I want to talk about what Jim said. Okay, let me see if I can blow this up. Jim Nolan, well, Sage, the Summa cops walked away. Don't think they'll bother me because I stood up to them. Most folks just leave because of warrants, just scared of the law and don't know their rights. I'm neither one. I have money for rent, but my dog likes the tent. Okay. So Jim, 
interesting, right? This is a very interesting thing to unpack what Jim just said. Uh, Jim is living in a tent in Akron, Ohio. Okay. Jim was part, a big part of a second chance village. He ran the clothing room and did many other things with his, uh, his partner, um, Ginger, who has since unfortunately passed away. I believe Jim is on disability. And he is living somewhere on the east side in a tent. He got evicted um, in the last, I don't know, week or so. And I want you to understand this. I have money for rent, but my dog likes the tent. Okay. Now, that is a very interesting statement, okay? I, um, I don't know if I fully believe that statement. Could you, Jim, if you wanted, just go get a, a an apartment today? I kind of think you don't, you couldn't like do you have the down payment now you have an eviction on your record the 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 um the pain in the ass of getting an apartment is real living in a tent is easier now i could be wrong like I said, I think he gets Social Security, so I think he gets money, but he's going to have to fill out all those applications. He's going to have to spend money, a bunch of money that he doesn't want to spend. And it's easier to live in a tent. And I'm sure his dog does like a tent. When you live in a tent, all of a sudden, you're saving at least $500 a month. Out of maybe, I don't know what he's paying, what he gets. Let's say he gets $800 a month. Rent, he loses half of his money the minute he gets an apartment, right? If you're living in a tent, you now all of a sudden have $500 extra at, at best. I mean, you know, it's probably going to be more money. To spend on whatever you want. And I don't know what Jim spends his money on. I really don't know. I don't know if he's using drugs, if he's doing out al using alcohol. But I know this. He might be spending it on his uh, phone. He might be spending it on uh, food. I'm sure he is. He's obviously got internet. He's spending it on internet. Um... This word choice is so interesting to me. He is basically saying here, I am choosing to live in a tent. I sort of feel like it's choosing to quit, keep smoking. It's choosing to keep eating bad food. It's like that. It's like that kind of choice. It's easier and quite honestly, it might be what he wants, especially in the summer. Um, the question is, let's take it at face value. Let's say Jim wants to live in a tent. Okay. I think he kind of does. With his other options, he's fine with it. I'm fine with living in a tent for now. My dog likes it. I don't know if your cat likes it. I think you have a cat. I don't know that your cat likes it, but your dog likes it. You like it. You get extra spending money. I believe, um, okay, so let's go. He wrote, he followed up, said, yes, I have the money, got rid of material things now, living, I how I want no non-paying roommate. No none. Okay, yeah. So he's saying, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I got rid of all my material things. 
I'm living how I want, and I don't want to deal with a roommate that's not going to pay the rent, and all the other drama and bullshit of owning a renting. And then um, Shannon says, it's a choice to live free from typical social constraints. These two statements are perfect. Perfect. Okay? So, um, this is it. We need to take what Shannon said here and put it on our wall. Okay? This is... um, This is the truth, okay? And the question then becomes, should we be allowed to live this way? Should people... Narrow. No, I don't want narrow. I just want like aerial bold. It is a choice to live free from typical social constraints. Okay? This is it. And we see people now living in their vans. Uh, I I follow on Reddit a... um, uh, it's our true primal nature. See, Shannon is resonating on this so well. It's our true primal nature. Okay. And incidentally, I want this to be known. If you're listening to this, and I think this is inact- not inaccurate, Shannon is a conservative Trump supporter. Okay. If I'm not accurate on, I'm normally saying that because a lot of liberals judge um, Trump supporters as ignorant, uneducated, unthoughtful. And this right here should show you that that is not true. Shannon is saying highly enlightened things, okay? I need you to understand, you the progressives and liberals, that you are doing it like the thing that you don't like, which is you are demonizing people that you don't like. Ah, I'm a conservative with liberal tendencies. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, can you tell me why you like Trump? I just, because I want to know from a person like you. I want to know why you like Trump. Because I would find it very, very, very interesting because I respect your opinion. So, um, the question is, does Jim have the right to live in a tent? And I think he does. I think if you want to live in a tent, you should be able to live in a tent. Now, you can't steal from people. You can't be a health hazard. Um, you know, you have to you have to abide by nuisance laws like everybody else. You have to, you know, you have to keep your space clean and tidy. Um, but you also have to be given the opportunity to have services to make that possible. Okay. Do you understand? Um, Okay. Yeah. Back to Shannon. He didn't have a political background when he came into office. Okay. That's why maybe. Okay, cool. Um, You can't ask somebody to pick up their trash if there's no place to put your trash. And most, maybe all, yep, okay, look at that. Jim says, come to my camp. It's in order and clean. And I believe that. I 100% believe that. I believe it is. Um, but a lot of times they withhold porta potties They withhold trash service. And so then they set homeless people up for failure and then they come back and they're like look at these terrible terrible 
disease-ridden rat people. They, you know, they can't keep their place tidy and neat. They are shitting on the sidewalk. And I'm like, well, uh, where would you shit when you can't, like, the, the, uh, the restaurants lock their bathrooms? Um, you know, you can't go anywhere to go to the bathroom. You, it's just a mess. Of course you're going to shit outside. There's nowhere else to shit. <laughs> Don't be stupid. So, um, do you know about this? Um, 800,000 homeless people in Nepal. Wait, no, 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 no. Um, hold on. Shoot. Who are those people? Is it Nepal? No. The, the people on the step. The people that live in yurts. The people that live in yurts in a city. Um, what country do people live in yurts? According to National Mongolia. Geographic Society, yurts have been the primary yurts style of home in, in Central Mongolian Asia, particularly Mongolia, for thousands of years. City. According to World History oh Encyclopedia, God, so a yurt is a large circular so tent made of wool felt stretched over a wooden frame used by nomadic peoples of the Asian steppe okay. since before Shut written up. records Shut began. Up. Shut yurts up. are especially Shut associated up. with Mongol oh herders and hunters. God. I hate her. I hate her. Um... Yurts in the Mongolian capital. Okay. Okay, here. Look at this. Welcome to Yurtopolis. How Mongolia is helping its nomads adapt to big city life. Okay, so Ulaanbaatar. Ulaanbaatar is the capital of Mongolia. And they have 800,000 people in their city living in yurts. Now, they just built this city center for them. Uh, traveling herders are moving to the Mongolian capital, but they're having trouble with urban ways. They step inside the yurt-inspired hub that's fixing their culture shock. Um, Mongolia is the least densely populated country in the world. Um, when you're a herder, you can go for miles and miles without reaching another family. You don't have to think about what living in a confined space with hundreds of thousands of people means. The biggest challenge we face as a country. Um, so they are working with people in this modern city that live in yurts, okay? Um, I believe we need to um, consider this. Shannon says he indeed has a right to. Officials hate because they can control them except for getting petty and basic human rights, therefore demonizing them. I believe we need to provide space, especially in a city like Akron that has so many open spaces and city land, for people that want to live non-traditional lives in tiny houses and in tents, okay? I believe this needs to happen. Now, I do think that this is where we're headed. Uh, this week in Los Angeles, the um, where there are over 66,000 homeless people, Los Angeles bans encampments near schools. Okay, this is a brand new thing that came out this week. Um, and um, you now cannot put a tent within 500 feet of a school. Overall, this affects 20% of the land in L.A. It could affect up to 50% of land in certain areas. Okay. Shannon says it's all about controlling freedom. I think it is. They want to control us. They want us to buy their products and services. It's why Barack Obama didn't create a one single payer health system he forced us to buy health insurance from the private market this is what both parties are doing you can't live in a tent because how are they going to make money off of you 
they say that it's inhumane, that it doesn't meet city code, but that's not what it's about. It's them being disgusted by you and hating you and not giving you a place to live. Okay, so, but at any rate, this uh, caused a lot of controversy uh, and uprising in the activist movement in Los Angeles. Uh, But what's going to happen is they are going to be forced to find places for these people to camp in their tents, just like what's Tennessee. Tennessee homeless tent camps. So um, this is a thing. Tennessee makes camping for homeless a felony. You could face up to six years in prison. So if you could face up to six years in prison for camping, it stands to reason that now Tennessee has a requirement to give somebody a place to camp. And that's, um, I think, what's going to happen. I think that we are going to, um, it, it's, well, here's the thing. Uh, yes, again, Shannon is correct. We need more intentional communities. Yes. I actually do not believe in these, what I'm calling free range homeless camps where you just set up a tent on a, on a sidewalk. I think that's total crap. I, they're, they're, they are hell on earth for the people that live in them and for the people that, uh, have to live near them and walk by them and the whole deal. There needs to be planning in these camps. And so, um, we, I think are actually heading in that direction. Where And in fact, to, Shannon probably remembers this. A couple weeks ago, Donald Trump spent 10 minutes on a speech he did in, in D.C. on homelessness and how he said that we need homeless camps on the outskirts of our cities. He's absolutely correct. I believe that's a wonderful idea. I have a dream of creating a homeless village in the desert outside of L.A. someday. That's what I would really, really, really like to do. Um, Homeless people, if you ask them, want to be, they, they'll say, uh, some, okay, this is, I'm generalizing, but some homeless people will say, look, I want to be away from these, those assholes as much as they want to be away from me, you know? Um, oh, really? Shannon says, I'm on a wait list for one and what can't wait to get into it. Uh, like what? A, a homeless, a, a, a tent camp? Wow, Shannon, that's amazing. Amazing. I believe it all comes down to money. They don't want these people living somewhere for free because they can't trap them into these ridiculously overpriced rental units. Okay. Uh, let's, let's look up um, rental apartments in Akron, Ohio. Let's see what we can what we can rent here in Akron. Okay, uh, here's thirteen hundred dollars. Here's fifteen hundred dollars. Here's a thousand dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars. Nine ninety. Uh, five ninety nine. Oh wow, there you can get a six hundred dollar studio. That's pretty good. Seven twenty. Five hundred dollar. Uh. Uh, that looks good. Nine sixty. So you can still see every once in a while a five hundred dollar. Let's look at this five hundred dollar one. Okay, let's look at this. All right. Um, King Apartments on Carnegie Avenue. Where is that? Looks like it's on a nice lake. Oh wait, is this in? Um, I think this could be at Summit Lake. Lake Nesmith. Where the heck is Lake Nesmith? Lake Nesmith. I don't know where that is. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Okay. It looks like you can get a $500 one bedroom. So that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, So location. Let's look. 
Locate. Yeah, Lake Nesmith. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about Lake Nesmith. Um, okay, so let's see what... Let's get back to... So, okay, it's not a, a homeless, but an unconventional housing community. I love it. With those rents, you need $4,000 in income to, uh, to apply. Yeah, like the $1,000 a month apartment. Uh, oh, okay, and Jim says uh, um, uh, Nazareth Lake is on Manchester Road. Okay, good. So, you know, I think you can find them, but I think they're getting farther, you know, harder and harder to find, okay? Um, let's look, let's, let's Google it. Let's see if we can find um, reviews, okay? King Apartments, okay? Here we go, King Apartments. No, 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 no. Wait, I want King Apartments, Google reviews. Okay, lived here six years. Uh, two years before I moved, a person took over. Maintenance was timely. My mother passed away. Two weeks ago, I put in an application. That lady helped me answer. Well, really nice apartment. Clean overall. A pretty good transition. A month ago. Here's what I mean about these apartments. My son got COVID and got fired. Being responsible, he had cares pay his rent so he wasn't evicted. Then they won't renew his leave after he pulled himself back up and is establishing himself to be a responsible, productive decision with, with hitting a reason they would deny themselves money and not like people are running. Okay. Uh, the CARES Act is funding that landlord do not have to accept. Okay. Live in these apartments. Tamara, Tamara is the manager. She's an excellent listener. All right, good. Applied for a one-bedroom. So this place looks good. I like it. I like it. You should go. Renter beware. Been, five, been there five years. Everyone had trouble in 2020 for the most part. I got all called up, and they're not renewing my lease. There's black mold in my walls and cabinets, and they just decided to do something, and then they kicked me out, and my bathtub hasn't drained either. Repetitively asked for these things to be fixed. On, oh, and the other thing, they have an exterminator, but they won't deal with bed bugs. Which is, okay, so anyways. All right. Um, for the cost loan, I expect so much more. So that's interesting. What I mean, like, what is the cost? What's the cost of this place? Um, Summit. Okay, $500 one bedroom. It seems good. Seems good. She get on. It's on a bus line. All right. So yeah, I like it. I like it. So so 500 is doable, I would say. Um but as you can see, you know, it gets more and more expensive. Like these are, you know, the the 500s are pretty pretty rare. 960, 1,000, 1,300, 1,300, 940, 780, 900, 800. There's another 540, the depot in exchange. That looks cool. 810, 350. Oh, university townhomes. Okay, 800, 1,000. All right. So, um, you know, you just have to be aware that if you're making $800 a month, $500. And I don't know what Jim's making. I'm not saying that's what Jim is making, but I'm saying that $500 rent is uh, most of your money. Okay. Shannon says, I called for a three bedroom with a rent of $850 plus utility. Was told not to apply because I would get denied because my total monthly income is under $4,000 a month. Wow. So Shannon, if you're not making $48,000 a month, you're, they're saying don't apply for that $850 apartment, which seems like a fairly common rate for uh, housing in Akron. Seems pretty common. Um, this is all a mess, okay? This is all a mess. And we ultimately are doing nothing about people that can't afford rent. I mean, like, you know, or don't want to pay the rent. I mean, I guess that's it. Do people have the right to, um, yeah, you say, yep, and I could do that standing on my head, right. Um, do people have the right to refuse paying rent and still get to live somewhere or pay a hundred dollars you know could people live in a tent 
I think we have to allow people, we have to create campground settings where you can live in a tent or a tiny house um, if you want. That's what I think. All right, everybody, that hour flew by. I got to go. I got work to do. I got stuff cooking. All right, people, I love you. Thank you for participating. Thank you for being here. Don't give up hope. I I am not giving up hope because you are um, my inspiration. You really are. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.